0: And we're back. We are. Normal time. We're here. We're present. We're back. We're ready to lay it down. What is up, everyone? And welcome back into the DNBA show on the DBA Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Live from Studio B. B for bitching. It looks great. It looks beautiful. Uh, same two-man game today. Adam's still sick, but he's getting better. I'm Brendan Vogt. I'm joined by the man with the wind in his hair, Harrison went.
1: Big announcement right off the top. I have officially started my draft prep. That's, thank goodness. Someone has to here on this Better show. Better late than never, right? So we'll, we'll
0: dive into that at some point today. <laughs> Coming in segment three. Yeah. Maybe we'll get to some of your questions that we couldn't get to yesterday. But the bulk of this show is going to be about taking a closer look at that Denver Nuggets depth chart, doing our best to project what it will look like going forward because... As we talked about yesterday, it's a quick
1: turnaround. You win, you get your parade, and now it's it's time to get back to work. Yeah, that happened fast. I know I went on a spiel yesterday about how we don't talk about the NBA champion enough and winning the championship enough. It's because the draft is literally a week after the finals ends. That's, that, that's a little ridiculous, don't you think? It is, actually. I feel it, like it should be pushed back. It does feel like it's way too soon. Now, of course, this is the only year I've had this take. Seeing how this is the only year, year the Nuggets have won a championship, get, we're going to get real spoiled on this dynasty. We're going to start complaining about it. But no, everything. man, I mean, you should have longer than a week to celebrate an NBA championship. You should,
0: but uh, there's there's not much time for that front office. They got to get to work. They gotta they gotta. Yeah, get apparently they had draft. a draft workout the day after Game Five. Unbelievable! They made a trade during the finals, so they actually <laughs> they never did. stopped. They actually never stopped.
1: <laughs> they did. We're
0: going to take a look at this depth chart, though, Harrison. Let's figure out who's coming back, how Denver can possibly try and improve here going forward. Let's start with what we know. The starters, of course, they're locked in.
1: Yeah. So when looking at what the Nuggets depth chart could be next year, we can pencil in for now, you know, for the sake of this, everybody who's under contract for next season. One of the... Genius things that Calvin Booth did is he locked in the starting lineup yep. of this team for next season last year. I mean, it's really rare, I feel like, that you have a team that wins an NBA championship return the same starting lineup. That just that just feels pretty rare. Um, and I mean, it's it's awesome because you already know the Nuggets are going to be at the top of the championship contenders list automatically because of that yeah and it was
0: a big priority once they got KCP was to quickly extend him and even in the interim years you know different regimes of course but they knew those five they wanted those five if nothing else and whatever they were going to try to do to survive that interim period purgatory as we call it they were going to do their best to make sure that these five could be here for the foreseeable future so the best starting five in basketball presumably running it back
1: yeah, and then the other four guys under contract for next season are Christian Brown, Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji, and Vlaco Chanchar. That's it. That's it. No real big there. No point guard. So
0: they've got some, some of those switchable bodies. They've got some defenders. There's the types of guys that you'd like on the roster, but it's not filled out. That's not a a complete second unit there.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Like when you talk about Christian Brown, I mean, he's penciled into that sixth spot right now. Is he going to be the sixth man next year? Maybe. You know, maybe he could fully take on that Bruce Brown role. Um, But he's under contract. Peyton Watson, Zeke Naji, Vlako Chandra. Obviously, Bruce Brown, not on this list. Bruce Brown has until tomorrow to decide on his player option. If you've been living under a rock, I fully expect him to decline the player option. I would think I would
0: think 6.8. Again, we talked about it yesterday. Yeah,
1: but then, you know, he, he will still, still have the possibility of coming back. Um, But yeah, I mean, I guess the first question here is out of the free agents that were on this team, Last year, Jeff Green, DeAndre Jordan, Ish Smith, Thomas Bryant, Reggie Jackson, just not counting Bruce for the sake of this, who is your number one power ranking guy that you want to come back that you think would come back? I'm going to go with Jeff. I think it's Jeff too.
0: But it's funny to start there because there's definitely some positional redundancy, right? given who's already penciled in. But I would think Jeff comes back as a guy that can still play a little bit. Again, in my mind, hopefully plays a little less, no slight at him, just he's at that point in his career. But this seems to be among the most respected and appreciated fellas in the locker room. Seems like he wants to stay. And again, you need to be able to bring guys in or bring guys back on really cheap contracts that you just know. You know what their presence entails. And I think Jeff is that number one. Man, I'll
1: say this. I never really knew the value of the veteran presence, and I never knew what a good veteran presence was, I feel like, until this year. Strong agree. But with Jeff and with a couple guys that we're going to get to in a second, now I feel like I know what the right kind of veteran presence is. And like Jeff Green, man, He's exactly the type of veteran that you want. And he was fine as a role player off the bench for most of this season. He obviously played well enough in the playoffs. But off the court, man, um, I still don't think we probably talked enough about him and DeAndre Jordan and what they did in the locker room. Yeah. Well, it's a hard thing to because that's the one
0: barrier. That's the one door we don't really get behind. Right. There's locker room access, of course. But. We're not always privy to that part of it, right? These guys actually coaching each other, being each other's teammates. And so it's a hard thing to quantify, to discuss from the outside. But it's just clear, you can only go through so many availabilities where people point them out by name as people who have helped them yeah. you know individually on and off the court and you, you start when 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 the guys talk about how something was just different
1: that year from the jump i suspect a lot of it was was the veteran presence yeah for sure and jeff would come back on a minimum deal most likely i would think that minimum and i definitely think that he would play less in the regular season for sure than he did last year Last year man, it's funny to think back on this now. The Nuggets felt like they were under so much pressure in the regular season. At least that's the sense I got. Like Michael Malone, he was like so tense throughout a lot yeah. of the regular season, just trying to get a win after win after win, just throwing his best day guys out there every night because there was so much pressure last year. And you know that's not to say there's not going to be any pressure next year. Like there's pressure to potentially repeat. There's pressure to um, to follow up last year's playoff run. But I just think from a regular season standpoint, there's going to be less stress just on a nightly basis. And I think that will lead to Jeff Green's minutes not being as top of mind every single game. I agree. And him taking more of a backseat to maybe AP and Watson.
0: I think it was one of the questions we didn't get to yesterday, but yes, does this relieve, you know, alleviating this pressure? Is it Michael Malone who's able to sort of relax his grip on the wheel and we see more of that developmental stuff? Yeah. Maybe guys like Zeke and Vlaco playing or whoever the next crop of younger guys are as opposed to those vets? And do you have that much more cachet, you know, to say, Thanks for everything. You won here. We did it. Are you are you comfortable with just essentially being a morale guy at the end of the bench? I would think all of those guys are X percent more likely after the title to just be like, yeah, man, we did it. We got it done.
1: Whatever you need from me going forward. Yeah. All right. So who else? Um, I mean, the free agents that we've got left here, DeAndre Jordan, Ish Smith, Thomas Bryant, Reggie Jackson. Are you clamoring to get any of those guys back on the squad next year? I wouldn't mind DeAndre Jordan in a non-playing role or, or like plays. He was pretty much in a non-playing role this
0: year. Yeah, yeah. I think, again, I think because some of your guys just have to be those guys. You're 13, 14, 15, right? Mm-hmm. On minimums, they for the vibes, they're for the support. And I think all of these guys have proven they can do that. And honestly, as much as I do think DeAndre Jordan is not much of a player at this stage in his career he can still give you five minutes if you have to yeah so i to me those two names i jumped to right away and then bruce of course but he's the pipe dream we'll put him aside
1: yeah so i i actually wonder if we can pencil in dj and ish to those 11th and 12th spots or, or 14th and 15th there um because other than that, you've got Thomas Bryant and Reggie Jackson, and they seem like separate from all this to me. Totally, man. They were late additions. They never right. They were late additions. Obviously, Thomas Bryant never was able to find a rhythm. Um, I'm still supposed to ask him about that, according to Michael Malone. Uh, he's never able to find that rhythm. So I, I'm guessing those two guys will not be back. Um, and then you've got Jack White as well uh maybe he's on a two-way you've got colin gillespie too who i believe is is still on a two-way yes
0: i'm 100 down to bring jack white back by the way can he get the second two-way or do you want to save that for one of your picks
1: (sighs) it's a good question i like jack white i do too (laughs) He just played absolutely zero minutes this right. year. <laughs> yeah, right. Is but, there a chance
2: they just give him a regular roster spot? I, I
1: think maybe, you know. so All right, so what if we take Jack White out of 17 and put him in 13 there? And so that means they'd have one open two-way, and then you ha- got two regular open roster spots. Obviously, um, you'd be looking... <coughs> Well, I mean, what what would you be looking for in those 11th and 12th spots? I, so we filled out the back end of the roster with the right
0: types of fellas. Yeah. These next two spots got to be guys that can play. Got to be guys that we might even be considering slotting in there 6 through 10. You still need a backup point guard. I do think you probably want a backup big that's not DeAndre Jordan. Mm-hmm. So in terms of archetype position, right off the bat, to me, These are positions that these are guys that have to be able to fill those two needs and have to be
1: able to play, uh, if not just in the bench rotation altogether. Yeah. And now you've also got, you know, your two draft picks. As of now, the Nuggets have the 37th and 40th draft pick. Maybe one of those guys is on a regular contract. Maybe one of those guys is on a two-way spot.
2: Chat's pointing out, don't they have three two-ways this year?
1: Yeah, that was in the new CBA. Three two-way contracts. I forgot about that. Um, so this is, I mean, how the roster is most likely going to look. By the way, I do agree with, with Timer there. If I had to pick
0: someone we have in here that doesn't come back, I would think it's ish.
1: Yeah. Let me look at his contract. I forget. I mean, it would just be a minimum. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan, Jeff Green, Ish Smith. I think they would all be minimum contracts. Jack White as well, probably. Um, oh, yeah, He's just unrestricted. In the and, you know, if you trade into the first round, like the Nuggets are rumored to potentially, that would be, you know, one of those regular roster spots as well. So I think the takeaway is there might not be that many spots to work with. Yeah. I think... A lot of the roster could look pretty similar uh to what it was last year first of all 100 percent down with that
0: you know because i also think that's not just being stagnant you could bring back that core of the roster and you're still looking at some potential changes with the vets being another year older and is this finally the year that zeke and vlacco play or are at least showcased for potential trade value but not just at the back end of the bench. So I'm fine for that. Like, I like the veteran presence that those guys brought. My one thing with Jeff green coming back is I just don't, again, I don't think he should play as much as he did if he's coming back. But if, but if that's the case, then I love it. I love all
1: these guys. Yeah, I agree. And I think a big storyline to next season, really regardless of who they bring back and who they don't is a lot of next season is going to be about, Peyton Watson, I think. Mm. You know, we figured out this year that Christian Brown is a player. You know, he's a top eight rotation guy. He's playing playoff minutes as a rookie. Next year, uh, I think a lot of the regular season is going to be about is Peyton Watson a rotation guy in the playoffs? Like, we've, also, we got 82 games to find that out. Kale, okay, can you bring can you bring that back up real quick? Cause it's also, you're looking at it. Obviously
0: there is going to be some version of a stagger. Maybe it's Jamal again. Oh, stagger, stagger, but who's scoring the ball with that group. And I know Watson is a defensive guy first and foremost, but it'd be awesome if he could blossom into, into some sort of option off the bench. And again, not my expectation for him just in terms of where he's at in his career, but a guy who in high school showcased potential, we know he's an athlete. Can he get buckets off the bench? Because that's a group that, without that stagger, take a drink, I think they're gonna struggle to do just that.
1: Yeah. Let's hit our first break, Wind. Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Make sure to check out the Mountain Beach Sour. Great beer for any occasion. If you're chilling at the park this summer, chilling on a patio, make sure to check out the Mountain Beach Sour from Breckenridge Brewery. If you don't know where to get Breck Brew, check out the Breck Brew Beer Locator on their website just type in your uh, zip code it tells you where to get breck brew closest to you uh, if you're local stop in the, to the dnvr bar we got breck brew on tap and check out the mountain beach sour you can grab it at your local liquor store your local grocery store wherever they sell breck brew you can find the mountain beach sour um, also make sure to check out ivy nutrition of wash park um, ivy nutrition in Wash Park corner Alameda and Downing if you mention DNVR, when you stop in you're going to get 50% off your first IV nutritional drip Dude, uh, someone came up to me
0: at the bar on the parade day and they said they were out of gas from the celebration yeah but they had gone to IV drip and that that's how they that's how they got their second wind
1: there you go there you go <laughs> Uh, Stop by their Wash Park location, mention DNVR, get 50% off your first IV nutritional drip. Give them a call, 720-259-4404 for more information. They offer a lot of other services other than just IV drips. Wellness blood testing and consultations, intermuscular injections with vitamin formulas, the Express lunch break drip, they've got that as well. Hydration drips, Mega Multi, Headache Haven, Balanced Brain and more. Uh, again, give them a call 720-259-4404 for more information. Stop by their Wash Park location in corner of Alameda and Downing. And we're back.
0: Harrison, before we move on to your much-anticipated draft coverage, oh, anything man. else looking at the depth chart that's just sort of popping off in your mind as a
1: concern, question, highlight, Um, The Nuggets for a contender have a great pipeline of young talent. Mm. You know, you think of contenders a lot of times as older veteran teams who are always, you know, signing ring chasers for one year deals. And yeah, the Nuggets might get one of those guys this year. But they also have started a really good pipeline of talent, which is going to be Really important with this new CBA that everybody's just dreading coming into uh, focus this next season. Uh, You need young talent on cheap contracts if you have... Three max players on your roster, signed to long-term deals, which is what the Nuggets have and what they'll have for the foreseeable future with Nicole Jokic, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Got Aaron Gordon making 20-something mil. KCP in the teens. You need these rookie contracts, and you need those guys to be contributors. They got one in Christian Brown. Absolutely nailed that. Like That was such an important draft pick to make and to hit on. Peyton Watson, we'll find out this year if they hit on that one. They've got Ismail Kamagate over in Europe, who doesn't sound like he's coming over this next season, but you think about in two seasons from now, he could be ready to come in and give you 15, 20 minutes off the yes. bench. Yeah. That's one of the um positives to potentially leaving him over in Europe for this next season. He's actually going to play a lot of minutes. So, you know, maybe. Two years from now, he'll be, like, ready to play a big role. Um, and then this year. This year, you've got another opportunity to add somebody else to the pipeline, whether that's somebody you get at 37, whether that's somebody you get if you package those picks and trade up to the end of the first round. So the Nuggets roster, I think, is set up as well as it could be right now. I do think if, you know,
0: Jeff is coming back, you have Lacco and Zeke, Those latter two names, one of those two is probably expendable. It's a blunt word to use with all due respect to uh, two friends of the show there. But just in terms of a front office perspective, and I do wonder, packaging those picks together, does Zeke Najee have any flyer value around the league if you're trying to move up a little higher? Because just looking at the depth chart, they can fill out a lot of this just by bringing these guys back. And so whatever you can do to... Like you said, you got to hit on the draft, but I don't think you want to necessarily just be drafting at the very end the entire time either, right? So if you can move up, you can be aggressive. That's the kind of stuff they need to look into, and it's why they weren't sitting on their hands even as they were in the finals. They were reloading knowing that these draft picks uh, are
1: important. Who do you think is the most likely player on the roster to be traded? Out of out of these guys, or or just even out of the guys who are under contract. So I think it's, take out Uncle Jeff, take out you know those four on the right there. I'm gonna say Zeke, man. I'm gonna say Zeke because I because I think he's the guy
0: that Denver has found the least room for. That another team around the league might say. I'm curious, right? Yeah. If we actually played him at position X or we actually let him shoot her, we fix his jumper again, whatever it may be, you could talk yourself into Zeke. Whereas I think Vlaco might be viewed a little more as like a finished product kind of back-end bench guy where Denver obviously has a lot more trust in him and sees the value in him.
1: So I'm going to go with Zeke. I would probably say Zeke as well. The chat's saying Zeke too. He just seems like the most likely guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some funny chats there i won't read that one but that was good Medina. i i want zeke to get traded for his sake i want him to be able to try me too, to me to carve out a role somewhere because it doesn't it just isn't happening in denver it does happen and then you know something happens where he gets injured or something and can never get that rotation spot back so for the for his sake i kind of want somebody to take a flyer on him. I feel the same way
0: about Vlaco too. Like one of those two guys needs to be in the rotation next year or else they just need to get out of Denver, you know, and it's Vlaco can stay. He can stay. I want him to stay, but I I want him to play. You know what I'm saying? Like both of those guys, Zeke has potential. vlaco has been a a pro since he was like 17, man. This guy knows what he's doing. And so he's going to be professional about being at the end of the bench. But at some point I do think you either you, you move
1: on or you let the fellas play. Yeah. I got a free agent question for you, though. Sure. Chris Paul. Oh, God. Chris Paul is in the process of getting traded to the Wizards. He's not going to stay on the Wizards. He's going to get bought out, probably, and signed somewhere else. Maybe traded elsewhere. Would you want Chris Paul on the Nuggets? They might need a backup point guard, bro. Um, veil of Ignorance, right? Like,
0: I just know that there's a point guard of that caliber coming over. I'm in. You lift the veil, and I have found out that that point guard is Chris Paul. You want Chris Paul
1: on the Nuggets. No.
0: I've lifted the veil, and I found it's not backup point guard X. It's backup point guard Chris Paul, <laughs> and I don't want that. I don't want that at all. Okay, you Would don't it want help that. the Nuggets? Of course. Do I want that? Not even a little bit.
1: Chris Paul is such a vibes killer where oh. I'm I'm concerned it would kill the entire vibes of this team. I'm I strongly agree. Uh that being said, I I always said the Nuggets need to win one championship by doing it the right way, by not skipping steps, by building through the draft with patience and with this core. And they did that. And then I always said, then just get the championships. Just stack them up. Take the banana boat guys. Take the ring chasers. Take all those dudes, except for Chris Paul. <laughs> except, except for Chris. Okay, Paul. there's a line. <laughs> except I for think. Chris
0: Paul, because I gotta say, I I'm not if they if they do it, which just we're just talking hypotheticals, of course. I'm not deleting any tweets, man. I'm sorry, I don't like them. And I'm not gonna pretend Well, I it's like not him. like
1: he's gonna like he's gonna hate you for, from the get go, regardless of what your tweets say. That's a so. great point. <laughs> he's gonna hate me that's too. That's a great point. Yeah. Um so
0: yeah, no, I'd rather not. But I actually think you do want to get greedy here. And if you can take advantage of a newfound appeal around the league, yeah.
1: Right? That like, oh, this is a place where people wanna be right now. Of course you do it. Dude, it, it blows my mind how there is not a line of free agents. Wanting to play in Denver on minimum contracts. It blows my mind. Maybe this will start to shift as the Jeff Greens of the world, the DeAndre Jordans of the world are in Denver and have these glowing reviews of the city and the team. And like those guys have enough clout league wide where that stuff will get around. But it blows my mind that there's just not a queue of these guys who want to play here. I it's, it's you put up career numbers, you like barely have to talk to the media, the fans are chill. That, that's the big part. And Bruce picked
0: up on that 30 seconds <laughs> in, by the way. He's like, Oh, no one's gonna ask me about Kyrie on my off day. <laughs> Fucking sick.
1: That actually might be a big reason why Bruce Brown stays if he does stay. S- sincere argument. Yeah. Um, There's yeah. no spotlight on you. It's a cool city.
0: And they'll use that to and convert it into Bolton board material in the playoffs. But in reality, that's a pitch. That's part of the pitch. You're like, it's yeah, man, no one cares. It's
1: place where you can go and have the best season of your career. Yeah. I, it just is crazy to me how that hasn't caught on yet.
0: You also, like, you're not going to get ac- accused of the super team thing in Denver. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're not. Chris Paul could probably still sneak in and claim that he did it the right way if he wanted. <laughs> But uh, actually, on a personal note, I am sincerely out on that suggestion because I just... No, me too. I'm out.
1: I'm dead serious when I think, when I say that Chris Paul brings bad vibes to a team. It seems to wear... Bad vibes, bad karma, just bad energy to a team. It seems to wear off. Like year one,
0: he's very controlling and the team gets better. Yeah. And you're like, we should listen to this guy. And then year three, you still haven't won a title, but he's gotten more annoying. And it's...
1: (laughs) We've seen it time and time again, man. Yeah, and then you're just sending him to the Wizards. That's right. Where every point guard goes to die. I'm going to make you, even though this is not a report, I'm going to
0: make you answer. Draft. Yes or no, the Nuggets move up in the draft.
1: Yes. Okay. You heard yes. it here first. That's a report. <laughs> just um, I think they do. Uh, I know Mike Singer reported it in the post that they're trying to potentially use their 2024 first rounder to move up to. Right. Look, you got 37 and 40. We just put together a depth chart. There's not a ton of room on there, potentially. Do you really want two, like I said on yesterday's show, two Peyton Watsons, two developmental guys, which is potentially what you would get at 37 and 40 on this roster? No,
0: I think it's time to start finding playable guys. I really do. Yeah. Easier said than done, but if you could package it to get a guy that's ready to go ASAP, I think that's the move. Yeah.
1: So, yes, I predict they do trade up and it's thir- maybe it's 37-40 and next year's first rounder. Can maybe that can get you into the last couple picks of the first round, into the mid to late 20s of the first round. Yeah. Um Calvin Booth, what we've seen from one draft is that if he really likes a guy or guys, He's going. He's going for them. That's his philosophy. If yes. you found a guy, take the guy. He pinpointed Christian Brown and Peyton Watson last year and said, I'm coming out of this draft with those guys. Mm-hmm. He was willing to trade up for Christian Brown. He was willing to trade up for Peyton Watson. That's how badly he wanted them. So I've got to think that he's got a guy yeah, ahead of 37 that he has his eye on and he's gonna do what he can and do what's necessary to go get him. I love it yeah do you have any guys I got a couple guys I got a couple guys should we go into them now or should we do a break let's or? do a break first okay. and then when we come back we'll hear about some of Harrison's guys maybe
0: finish up with some of the excess questions from from yesterday
1: backs and Shanker guys if you get hurt. Backus and Shanker is here to help. Backus and Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And the coolest thing about Backus and Shanker is they're free until they win your case. You don't pay them any upfront fees. You don't pay them any fees while they work on your case. They just win and they've been winning for Colorado families for 25 years. They've won over $1 billion for their clients. Bax and Shanker helps with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian, trucks. They can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call, 222 to find out if you have a case, again, for free. You don't pay them any money until they win your case. Backus and Shanker, they win. Um, at DraftKings Sportsbook right now, guys, new customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use code DNVR, bet just $5, score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's code DNVR only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You know how they have those future or they have the off-season specials. It's like Chris Paul's next team or um whoever the big free agent is, this guy's next team. Damian Lillard. They don't <laughs> yeah. Uh they don't have one for Bruce Brown. Hmm. I was kind of disappointed well, in that. Maybe that's Maybe that's good news. It's hard maybe. to say. Uh, gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Massachusetts. Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelpline.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, um, gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit one-eight hundred gambler all games regulated by the West Virginia lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in Connecticut. Help is available for a problem gambling call eight eight. Eight seven eight nine 7, seven 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 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus the most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. cdraftkings.com sports for details and state specific responsible game resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after assurance. One boost per eligible game. opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10 plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com/terms. That gets longer every day. I, I swear to God, it's growing. Um, all right, and we're back here,
0: and we are just two. Is it two? Is it two days from the draft? Forty-eight
1: hours. We will, 48 hours from now, we will be going live. Don't say that. I have so much
0: to do. It may, it may not seem like it. We are doing a draft show. This yeah, day. we are. We,
1: I think we have the, the graphic and stuff. Yeah. If you have it, Kelly, we can pull it up. We're going to go yeah. live.
0: We'll do. It's like a watch along. If you've been with us before, obviously the Nuggets may not be particularly busy up front here in the draft, but we'll be live reacting, hanging out, predicting. And of course, when the Nuggets make their picks or pick. We'll be there to break it all down. And then we'll just flow from that right into our our Thursday show. So yeah, man, spend your draft day, draft night with us once again. You know what, Eric? I get thirsty, bro. And it's two drinks. It's not that many drinks, honestly. That's not that excessive. (laughs) One caffeine source, one water source.
2: Eric, splurging for the Wi-Fi on the plane, I see. Look at you. Oh, what are you
0: flying? Turkish air? Yeah. Turkish? Yeah, probably Turkish. Imagine being on your way to see your Serbian love of your life, and you're like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy the Wi-Fi and troll my
1: friends. I mean, you do have to buy the Wi-Fi on that flight, It's a long flight. It's It's so long. It's actually worth it. I slept real night. You
0: guys got it. Being real small doesn't come in, in handy too often. But on airplanes, Adam
1: looks like a jigsaw puzzle or like a tetr- Tetris gone wrong. I'm out there with my legs stretched, baby. Yeah. I was dying on the Frontier flight uh, to Miami and back, though, with no Wi-Fi. That's tough. A little fold-out chair. It was chair. The, like the worst four they, hours of my life. Do they even offer Wi-Fi no. on Frontier? No, don't, don't even offer it. Not even possible. Yeah. It's not even a thought. Well, good for him. Oh, good for you. way to splurge, D. Line. Yeah. Way to splurge. That's that
0: finals money right yeah. there. Okay, back to the show. We are ready, kind of, to talk about some draft prospects. Harrison, I know you've got a preliminary list of names that are intriguing at the very least. You want to talk to us about those fellows?
1: Yes, Um, very. You know, deeply researched draft prep going on here. Um Full disclosure, I started my prep this morning. But he has been up. But this guy has been on my radar ever since the NCAA tournament. And he might be number one on my board. already. He's found his next Christian Brown. (laughs) Andre Jackson Jr. Yep. From UConn is a Denver Nugget. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't watch a lot of college basketball, but I did watch the Final Four. Yeah. This guy plays exactly like a Denver Nugget. He's terrible on offense from an individual perspective. He can't really shoot. Uh, He's not like a one-on-one creator, but my God, does he know how to play the game? He is the perfect glue guy for a bench unit. He's 6'6", he's a point forward, he can pass. He does everything that you need to win I love Andre Jackson Jr. So is, this, is this your
0: Christian Brown? Does this fit the mold? Because I know that's the first filter you're running this year's prep career.
1: <laughs> I think it does fit the mold. First off, he's a great defender. Mm-hmm. He's a great athlete as well. Um, he's from a winning program from UConn. He's older, too. He's a junior. So, yes, I think this definitely fits the Christian Brown mold. I love it. And do you consider him uh, uh, on the spectrum of playable to project? Where do you? Oh, playable. Yeah, definitely playable. Um, I mean, he averaged thirty minutes a game the last couple years from UConn. His stats, like, let me read you off his stat line: six point seven points per game, six point two rebounds, four point seven (laughs) assists. Like you look at that stat line, you're like, what? (laughs) But if you watch him. He just contributes to winning, right? Like every good play, he's behind, he just makes stuff happen. Um, high work rate, high motor. Again, like I did not watch that much college basketball last year, I watched a couple games, and it's not even like he was scoring. He had, let's see, how many points did he have in the championship game or in uh the final four? Six points against Miami three points in the national championship game but he was quality player but he jumped uh, off this page he jumped off the screen the shooting is concerning oh for
0: sure 22 23 he shot 28 percent from three big bump 36 percent the year before and then back in 2020 2021 11.8 percent from three he shot below 50 percent from the field all three years in college so this is purely a defensive hustle kind of glue guy here yeah does that matter, given that Denver at the moment has zero bench players that can score? <laughs>
1: hey, they got through the regular season this year. staggered. <laughs> but like what you're thinking, could he take some of the Jeff Green minutes? Mm. Yeah. I mean, may- maybe he could. You know, he- he's similar height. He's also got like a great wingspan, think, seven seven foot wingspan. And you think about the identity that worked for that bench in the
0: regular season, you know, especially yeah. if Lacko and Zeke are part of the equation switchable right interchangeable guys and i think he definitely fits into that for sure
1: you want somebody else talk to me about another name harrison okay colby jones out of xavier he is a six 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 foot six version of bruce brown he's a big point guard big guard he's less athletic than bruce but plays kind of a similar game okay so if you're losing bruce brown I think Colby Jones can be a Bruce Brown type of replacement off the bench. Um, he just does a little bit of everything. Um, he, I, I think he found out how to shoot this year, uh, his last season in college. He's a smart, high IQ player, good defender too. He's got like an NBA body already. Um, so I like him as well. He is a uh I think early second round guy. Okay.
0: So that's maybe the kind of thing that they could get up to just with their picks alone, yeah. possibly. Fifteen points per game, five point seven rebounds, four point four assists. Did shoot just about thirty-eight percent from deep this last year, fifty percent from the field. Is he a guy that can actually play the point guard position? Is it is it Bruce esque in that kind of
1: in-betweener thing? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think he's a guy who can, you know ideally run your bench unit like in the future. Love it. Well, then that's a guy I'm super in on because personally,
0: I mean, there are a lot of different ways it can go a lot of outcomes, but walking away with some sort of ball handler that you feel comfortable in and playing sooner rather than later to me would feel like a big win. Yeah. Big win.
1: All right. Here's another one. Olivier Maxence prosper. Well, first of all, a plus on the name,
0: Hang on. We got breaking news. We got breaking news. Can we see this? Can we see this, Kel? Yeah. Whenever you're... What do we have? We got breaking news. So well, got a maxi <clears throat> Michael Malone got a maxi tattoo. Is that year? <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tweet reads from Trent M on Twitter. Michael Malone continues to add to his legend as head coach of the Nuggets. He got a tattoo of Maxi the Minor holding the Larry O'Brien trophy. Shout out to Mike Diaz from Triple W Tattoo who gave Malone his new ink. Malone is gunning for that lifetime contract. This is
1: insane. This is insane. What? Like, what happens?
0: Are you kidding? Like, what happens if he works for another team now? (laughs) The sleeveless coach side fits are done for. Are you kidding? Unbelievable. Uh, Michael Malone, greatest Nuggets coach of all time. Oh
2: my
1: gosh.
0: Greatest Nuggets coach of all time. What do you think, Chat? Talk to us,
1: dude. This is this is massive. I this, thought about
0: getting a maxi this is tattoo. This massive, man. It's huge. It's right on the shoulder. My- <laughs> we gotta give him. We gotta make him show this to us in training camp. <gasps>
2: Unbelievable. Oh, my God.
0: Kill, are you going to get a Maxi Mario?
2: That is
1: insane.
2: So I'm going to get a Nuggets tattoo. I just don't know what I want yet. Someone sent me a really cool, like, pickaxe with a mountain in the background that was, like, really I like well detailed and done. I think I might get that, but I don't know. I haven't decided yet. Okay. The maxi with the Lario B seems to be the popular choice, though
1: michael malone is still wearing the nuggets championship shirt in this photo is there a chance he's still just drunk on a a championship bender pull the photo back up let's go
0: full detective and zoom in on the eyes that's really usually how you know Uh, Uh, maybe maybe i'm gonna say no i'm actually gonna say no i'm gonna say no uh parker sperry by the way our uh Uh, he works at DNVR. Yeah. He has the best drunk eyes I've ever seen.
1: (laughs) You know, you know, right. You know, those guys, they just kind of comes out of their head and you're like, you've had a few. So this is Michael Malone's second tattoo that we know of. He also has one on his left ankle, which you can also see in that photo, which we've seen over the years, but only when he's more in shorts, he's, he's going to have a big summer. That's my prediction. (laughs) That's
0: my, do we have another break by the way? Do we, we have did. a third one. We just got sidetracked by that, though. No, that's okay. That's a perfect thing to get sidetracked by. Good lord, it's huge.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, I cannot believe actually, that. This is actually like legendary. I uh, can't believe he did it's, this. It's jarring. <laughs> I did. I did not expect that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, like, can, can you imagine if like a coach of Another team? Can you imagine if like Steve Kerr got a Warriors tattoo? That's what I mean. like, No way.
0: <laughs> in in fifteen years when Malone's an assistant for the for another team and it's like, hey man,
1: uh just who, who is that weird dude with the red beard holding the trophy on your Oh that's Maxi no, e. Minor. That's Maxi Minor. It's yeah. a Denver thing. <laughs> Moach of the year. Oh, wow. This
2: has to be like He's locking up like a 10 year contract after this, and then like we'll never coach. For that's another what team. he's
1: that's the pitch, <laughs> that's what this is about for sure. Oh my god, uh, guys, Foco is the leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise with a product line that includes apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. They've also got a bunch of stuff in for the nuggets championship so specific championship gear bobbleheads collectibles officially licensed nuggets gear for all sports and fandoms um you can get it for other sports as well what they have officially licensed nuggets championship gear in their shop right now uh Foco, they've always got our back for colorado sports they have yours too get the best gear around by using the link in our description for all non-presale items use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. That's for all non-presale items. Use the promo code DNVR for 10% off. And we're back. And we're back. All right, let's finish up this this preliminary prospect list. Oh yeah. Here we go. Um so the guy <laughs> the guy I was just talking about before we got uh sidetracked there. Oh yeah. With the within
0: an a tier, if not S tier name, Olivier Maxence
1: Prosper. Yes. Um, He is a Canadian. Not uh, while I'm in. Out of Montreal. Uh, He played at Marquette. This guy, there he is. Wow, look at that beautiful draft card. Although I don't think he's 6'6", but that's okay. Is he 6'8"? I think he's like 6'8", but it it was probably not our fault. That It was probably ESPN's fault. Mm. Um, Why not? We'll blame it on He reminds me of Jeremy Grant. And this guy lives to defend. He is... I have rarely seen guys at his size play defense as intense as I saw this dude play when I was diving deep into the film on him this morning. Hell yeah, man. Um, He's 6'8", you know, big wingspan. Um, He... You know, could play an Aaron Gordon type of role, I think, for the Nuggets. He could maybe be your long-term replacement for Jeff Green. He's that position, I think. I think he's a four. I think he's a power forward. Um, But his defense on the film is crazy. Like, he is such an intense, long, in-your-face defender. And his shot looks decent, too. He's projected in the 20s. Okay. So this would be a trade-up guy for sure. But um long, athletic, lob threat and just like I said, uh in your face high motor defender. Um so I I got excited about this guy. I like him. Junior 6'8" 230, 12.5 points per game, 4.7
0: rebounds, 0.7 assists, did shoot over 50% from the field. I know you didn't exactly watch every second of his season but close you, though do you have a feel on what kind of a rebounder he could be when you say Jeremy Grant my first weakness thought is
1: rebounding. well it's funny you say that because his advanced rebounding and steals and blocks numbers aren't as good as you would think they'd be mm. um, I, I I thought his rebounds would be a little higher um, so maybe he's <laughs> more similar to Jeremy Grant than we thought <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. I mean, if you're replacing Jeff green, you know, right. Just gra- I mean, grab a couple boards. The other thing too, is like with <laughs> the pipeline. <laughs> nice
0: with the pipeline, um, just of talent, like at some point, Jeff Vlaco, Zeke are probably, you know, either playing or gone. So yeah.
1: bringing another forward and can't hurt. Okay. Two more guys that I like here. Okay. Chris Murray. He's Keegan Murray's brother. Just he's just a left-handed version of Keegan Murray. Um, very similar players, but um, he's C- Chris Murray looks like a guy to me. And this was how Christian Brown was described to me last year as somebody who probably isn't going to fail. Mm-hmm. I can't see Chris Murray really failing. Good body, smart player, does a little bit of everything. I think he's probably going to be like a you know off the bench role player. Six seventh man for you know ten
0: years. Big jump for him last season played in 35 games at about 18 minutes per game. This most recent season, about 35 minutes per game, scored 20 points, grabbed eight rebounds, two assists, six eight, two twenty. Is he a three?
1: Is he a four? Is it kind of just in the whatever Keegan Murray? He's kind of he's a three-four. Sure. So in that same mold. Okay. What's the what's the number
0: one appealing thing about him to you? The number one trait that makes I'd him I'd say fit?
1: high floor. Okay. I, I'd say you just know what you're getting with him. I, I think you can pretty easily project what he's going to be in the NBA. Cool. Talk to us about this last name. This last guy, this is a guy that I don't think the Nuggets are going to pick because he is not a good defender, Uh-oh. and it would go against everything that they're – preaching in the draft but I love him jet Howard out of Michigan this dude is a shooter like this guy I think might have the best shot in the draft he's projected to go in the uh early 20s as well just a 6 8 flamethrower um again I don't think this is the guy the Nuggets are taking but I love me some jet Howard he's got a great name as well he does have a great name, Jet Howard, 14 points per game,
0: 2.8 rebounds, 2.0 assists as a freshman, 6'8", 215, and he shot about 37% from three. But obviously, with these prospects, you kind of can
1: see it almost before
0: the result is there.
1: So it's a it's a, it's a a stroke thing. You can just see it watching oh, him play. Oh, man. I mean, he's got like a Michael Porter-esque beautiful jumper. It's a thing of beauty.
0: Well, well, I'm sold. That's
1: yeah. <laughs> I like, man...
0: Yeah. Ch- chat wants to know Hooper or basketball player? Uh Jet Howard? Yeah.
1: That's tough. That's tough. Um I'm gonna say Hooper. More, okay. more Hooper. Yeah. More Hooper. Uh, uh bad defender though, you said earlier. That's yeah, probably the he, weakest. He's he's actually kind of Michael Porter esque. Mm. Um so Maybe. I, I don't see it with the nuggets, but <laughs> um, you don't need two of those, but man, like I will, I, you know, was watching film on most of the guys in like the, you know, early twenties to early second round. And I'm like, dude, this guy has one of the best shots I've seen out of a player coming out of college in a while.
0: Love it. Love it.
1: Of that list. Is there, so is there anyone topping it for
0: you right now? Early?
1: Yeah, Andre Jackson Jr.,
0: he's my guy. All right. He's my guy. Wynn's already got a guy. The rest of us are going to spend some time identifying fellas of our own here. We'll all fill out our top fives. And again, on Thursday, we've joked about the hangover thing, but we've got a job to do. We'll be back. We'll be, well, I mean, we'll have a show tomorrow, but on Thursday, the draft show, DNVR style, we'll be back. So stick with us from the first pick going forward. Keep an eye out for promo on social. Harrison, you got anything else?
1: Um, Chris Murray, I'd say basketball player, Colby Jones, basketball player, Andre Jackson, basketball player, Olivier Prosper, maybe more of a Hooper,
0: maybe more of a Hooper but he lives to defend.
1: He does, man. And he lives got great to defend. Not, Go watch his film. I'm serious. We live to pod. That's Harrison.
0: I'm vote. We'll be back tomorrow. And again, check us out on Thursday for that draft coverage. One super chat to hit. Super dope. Hip hop. TJD. IU or JJJ. UCLA makes it to 3740. Great fit. If they could trade up and get great defensive guard, Carson Wallace or
1: Bilal JHS, I would heart that too. <laughs> You uh, up to date on the acronyms yet? Nope. Okay, so TJ... Talk to, you, talk to me about that. TJD out of uh, out of Indiana. Out of Indiana. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis is the son of Dale Davis, former NBA player. Um, undersized big man, though. Okay. I, I, I don't see it with him. Not my favorite guy. Uh, High Bay Hawkes Jr. from UCLA. yeah. Um, the the triple J Junior
0: really caught he me was there.
1: another guy during my you know brief couple of days of watching college basketball that I liked uh, from UCLA from a good program uh, he's you know all around guy uh, kind of does a little bit of everything yeah. on offense yeah doesn't um, have like an elite trait per se yeah but he's, solid role player yeah. he projects as um, I like him he didn't make my list of five. And then who is the other guy on there? Can we go lost Back it. to that. Um, if they Carson could trade Wallace, up and get great defense. Not guard up to Carson date Wallace. on him or uh Bilal. I think that's the uh, the French dude. Well, we've got some work to do and we've got some work to do, but we are going to do
0: it. Um And remember, in case it somehow left your mind, in case you somehow forgot, the Denver Nuggets are champions. The golden era is here. There's never been a better time to be a Denver Nuggets fan, and we'll be back hanging out with all of you fans tomorrow.